La 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 la. Everybody's coming to my podcast and I have a real good time. Welcome to another episode of your dad's favorite podcast, dude. It's time to gather around and take in your weekly dose of pop culture in 2020 train wreckage. I'll be your stone conductor or your shady shaman, whatever the fuck you want to call it, dude. Now, let's fall down this rabbit hole together, alright? Shall we? Uh, If you've been living under a rock, hip-hop's problematic queen... Cardi B and Houston Hottie, Meg Thee Stallion, have united to give us titties, ass, and camp surrealism in their new track, WAP, which is an acronym for, you guessed it, wet ass pussy, obviously, and if you don't know that, then what the fuck, man, read a book. And that's what they gave us, man, and that's what they gave us. Uh, You know, it's not as cutthroat as many expected it to be, but... I feel like the two definitely delivered. Um, I don't know. I love everything from like the BAPS aesthetic in the video to the tongue-in-cheek punchlines over the iconic Chicago house anthem, Hose in this house, dude. If you're from Chicago, it holds a, a dear place in your heart. Um, you know, so maybe maybe I'm biased because I'm a... Chicago native and also a fellow WAP and um, There it is Also, um, I meant WAP the acronym not the not the slur like I I know this is You know the problematic podcast, but there are limits to my problematic barometer, you know, there's I Gotta draw the line somewhere, but anywho back to the track back on track um, you know, it's sensual and fiery at the same time. It's a it's a simple trap beat, but the raunchy, clever lyrics are are what's really steal the show for me. Um, you know, I thought Cardi B comparing her vagine to um, macaroni in a pot, although not entirely original, was funny, and I feel like it embodied the song's fun, sexy tone. Uh, especially Meg's line, uh, in the food chain, I'm the one that eats ya. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Like, that def- that's what took me out. And, um, I mean, if we're comparing pen game, I'd say Cardi's punchlines were a lot more clever. Uh, but Meg definitely bagged it with her delivery, though. Like, there's no denying that there's no denying her texas roots you know it's she's like if jessica rabbit embodied a ugk flow with like a dash of juicy j charisma and like a dash of like pam greer in the 1970s like i'm i'm for it i'm for this concoction and yeah we're here and that's it man uh, you know, to those who can't enjoy it because they had higher expectations or they weren't impressed with Kylie Jenner's lackluster presence in the video, yeah, I, I somewhat get it. Um, 
now for all the reddit surfing social media preaching ass incels and internalized misogynistic pick me's and everything in between they they can suck a flaccid bumpy dick that's it there it is whoop there it is 2020 um it's just uh it's it's 2020 you know as i said uh and the masses are still up in arms about women being comfortable with their sexuality. Most had absolutely nothing to say about the toxic masculinity, homophobia, transphobia, sexism, and terrifyingly rapey lyrics from some of their favorite rappers. You know, I, I could just pull one out of my ass. You know, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks that's one of the most like iconic lines in in a uh, hardcore rap um or everything from just Lil Wayne's lollipop to Rick Ross's creepy ass lyric about putting a molly in a woman's champagne glass without her knowing it and the Ionian know it uh remix like just (laughs) just the title itself it's just fucking red flags um but yeah it's i i just don't understand it you know uh, the the same guys who are complaining and saying oh you know uh, this is what happens when uh, a woman doesn't have a father figure and her life and blah 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 are the same ones who are talking about uh you know how they want a freak for in in a woman like they they want a woman to like have this like great sexual prowess and sexual appetite but when she's open about it then you guys tuck your tail in between your legs and y'all got something to say about it so, if you're gonna act like a dap, dry-ass pussy, then keep the same energy across the board. Um, it just also felt really uncomfortable hearing Ben Shapiro weigh in on the track. Like, knowing damn well he probably, like, fapped to that shit, because let's be real, his wife, his mom, or whoever probably caught him in the middle of choking his unseasoned chicken. So, he was just making the video to deflect from his shame. I don't know. I don't know his life. But I didn't even bother clicking on the video because I knew it was going to piss me off. Or, you know, he just thrives off being a spineless bigot with baseless opinions. Both, I don't know. We'll never know. Anywho, um... I don't know. People who have such a problem with two women sharing their sexual fantasies in such an aggressive manner are some of the most repressed hypocritical assholes who would also belt the lyrics to slob on my knob don't get me wrong i also uh you know i i also know all the words to slob on my knob it's catchy as fuck it's it's like slob it's, it's like a nursery rhyme you know so it has like that jingle to it and, uh, and you know what? Y'all have slob on my knob. Let us have WAP, dude. I feel like WAP is the my neck, my back, 
and getting some of this generation. So like shout out to Kia for her one hit, but but very uh, influential and uh, impactful one hit. Um, and Shauna, dude, Chicago's finest. Not really, but she's from Chicago. So shout out to her. Um, but yeah, I, I will say the internet ain't shit for starting a petition to remove Kylie Jenner from the video. I ain't mad at it, but I don't know. The internets will be internets, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I saw this post lingering on Twitter and, um, yeah, it was like they were positioning from, um, Kylie Jenner appearing in the video to remove her from the video but i forget this fucking girl's name but she went viral um and i believe this was like a miss the slut walk and she had like pigtails and she was just like schooling the shit out of this guy who was interviewing her and talking down to her and slut shaming her and she's just like you know what? Everybody's a slut. You're a slut. I'm a slut. Your mama's a slut. <laughs> like, she definitely... That girl, like, that's an icon. She should have been in the video. She should have been in one of the rooms that, you know, that they were fucking going into or whatever. But that's just me, man. That's just me. But, uh, yeah. Get that coin, man. Uh... Also, two other badass female artists have also released new music. Colombian Siren, Kali Uchis, and Trap Punk Princess, Rico Nasty, gave us a softer but just as edgy uh, collab. Aki Yomando with Translate, Here I Command. Yeah, sounds better in Spanish, but so does everything. It's smooth, but also very commanding. Callie delivers her sultry, buttery voice on a hypnotic chorus with a bouncy trap beat. And Rico is rapping in Spanish, and I'm here for it. The video gives me sexy cyberpunk vibes. Callie looks... Callie's makeup reminds me of O3XTina. Like, she definitely has that, like, like O3XTina on... Uh, the red carpet of the VMAs type of appeal, but with like a futuristic twist though. Um, and then Rico is giving me Cynthia from the red from the Rugrats if she were cyber goth. And you know, I although I love Rico for her bratty, ferocious flow, she softens it up but maintains her raspy bravado. I mean, at least 2020 gave us this these collabs, right? At least. I mean, you know, if 2020 gave us anything, you know, I'll I'll take what I can get. That, you know, I I will shut my mouth and you know be grateful. You know, it's not like I'm counting the days and and you know checking my phone to see if that second stimulus check came in. I mean. You know, wishful thinking, wishful thinking. Um, the only thing keeping me sane right now is uh, 
just adding things to my wish list shit that I can't afford right now but it I, I feel like it's a it's a it's a scapegoat and at least it prevents me from actually uh impulsive to ugh. I can't speak. What are words, dude? What are words? Like, I wish I can just communicate with you guys telepathically because, like, you know, this this speech shit, this language shit, like, it's overrated, dude. Kanye, Kanye was right. Like, we should start, like, beeping to each other. Beep boop. Beep boop, motherfucker. Anywho, uh, let me, let me get back on track here. All right, TV news. The the Hulu original slash remake High Fidelity has been canceled after one season. And frankly, I'm not surprised. Now, don't get me wrong, High Fidelity being one of my all-time favorite movies, maybe even top five, makes me biased. I was hesitant because I was tired of seeing reboots with a different type of lead for the sake of... I don't know, Hollywood being at ease with their whitewashed, non-inclusive history. Um, you know, just just leave it there. Um, you know, on the other hand, uh, I was always in love with the story. Record store owner ranks their top five breakups and tries to figure out what went what what, <laughs> what went wrong. Why was that such a tongue twister? I mean, that that's. Wow, that was really brave of me trying to say three consecutive W words because I I could never. R words and W words always fucked me up, especially just saying real world. Like, I, I don't know. I go fucking, I have this like Barbara Walters thing. Barbara Wawa. Anywho. But, yeah, so the main character, the record store owner, yeah, tries to tries to mend these relationships and, and just figure out, you know, where things went wrong. Hey, I nailed it. Um, in order to come to terms with the most recent relationship that they fucked up, they being, you know, Rob. Uh, later in the movie and in the show, we learn that the self-pitying Rob is not as likable as we thought. It follows the same storyline with the exception of Zoe Kravitz playing Rob. Ooh, they did the switcheroo, gender swap, uh, which was originally played by John Cusack and also other uh, culturally diverse characters with more complex backstories. So they have the character Sharice, who would be in place of Jack Black's character. Um, you know, she has all the charisma, but lacks the drive to push her music career, and she lacks a lot of self-awareness. She's loud, she's abrasious, she's very fiery, but, you know, also, um, also really insecure, which I found interesting. I, you know what? I actually really enjoyed Sharice's character. Um, you know, there, there were points where I'm just like, Sharice, shut the fuck up. Or, you know, you're doing so much, you're extra. But I don't know. She had heart. And that's what I enjoy. Um, 
you know, it's gender bending. It's a gender bending modern millennial take on the 2000 cult classic with snappier dialogue, but not as much heart or grit. Um, so I, I think both uh, John Cusack's Rob and Zoe's Rob are just as whiny and flawed because although I... Although I am, I'm biased and I am in favor of the movie because, you know, sentimental value, it takes place in Chicago. I recognize a lot. It, it just feels like more like, I don't know, like it still has like that cool ass vibe, you know, but it's, I, I'm trying to put my finger on it. There's something about... 2020 rob that made her incredibly unlikable i think it was the fact that she kept stringing along clyde and using him when it was only convenient to her whereas 2000 rob realizes he isn't shit earlier on and the other and the other woman he pursues after the breakup which is ironically um zoe kravitz beautiful mother uh lisa bonet plays this musician like she's just you know cool ass chick and she you know she she spits some like wisdom on love and relationships and it kind of gives him this sense of clarity and nonetheless you know i do understand that it's okay for lead characters to be heavily flawed of course, you know, like the we're in this new age of anti heroes and uh yeah, protagonists that do fuck shit <laughs> and and you're not gonna always root for them. But like shit, like she I just felt like she just kept digging a hole for herself. Like her and Mac had this beautiful relationship and she just loved to just wallow in her own misery and destruction and she cheated on him after he proposed to her and and I I don't know I I don't think she's as jaded as she plays out to be she's too cool for that shit and maybe it's just my inner middle school geek who can't relate to her unfazed New York City like you know, hipster charm. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I I thought it was watchable. I binged. Um, you know, there's a lot of funny see- scenes. Um, but there's just only so much you can do with a series reboot. Like you're very, it's you're very confined. You know, like I I feel like if you just start branching out like different subplots it's it's gonna lose its touch and it it's no longer gonna be um it's just it just loses the essence of what it's supposed to be um and i and i feel like that may have happened with she's gotta have it because i love she's gotta have it like everything from the characters from the storyline um and i don't know i i've always been a, a spike lee fan so there's that but i i thought 
I thought Nola Darling was, although she was very flawed as well, like Zoe's Rob character. I don't. I think it's it's because Nola had more of a backbone. Um, she she didn't. She wasn't putting on a facade. She knew what she wanted, but of course she had had to make a couple mistakes along the way. Um, and I felt it was really interesting how, uh, she didn't enjoy labels and, you know, I don't believe in labels, but I'm a polygamous, polyamorous, uh, you know, cisgendered, whatever the fuck, you know, um, and how she slowly realizes as, you know, she's going to therapy that, the men in her life or the the people in her life were she kept them around and and it was like every uh person had something she wanted in the perfect uh in the perfect being like one of the guys was really funny and you know had this very playful childlike uh, charm to him and then the other guy who unfortunately was married he was very uh sophisticated and intelligent jesus christ um and then the other guy he had a big dick and he was very cultured and artsy whatever and then you had oh i forgot the woman's name it was like Ugh, fuck. Was it like sage or something? It was like, it's very, very like hippy dippy. But yeah, I don't know. And and the woman she was seeing represented uh somebody who is affectionate and nurturing and grounded and has their shit together. So you know, everybody kind of encompassed something that she wanted, and that's why she kind of dabbled between you know all these characters um but going back to um a series reboot from a movie there's i i kind of understand why she's gotta have it ended because there's again there's only so many subplots that you can carry from you know the the essence of of the plot of the of the the heart you lose the heart of the story and i think that's what i'm trying to get at um i did enjoy season two of she's gotta have it but then again like it was just it was it, like she found herself nola was on her single shit and like focused on career and uh trying to get her art out there which was pretty cool um but I feel like, yeah, like she she put her art out there. She uh, I think it ended with her piece being up in a gallery and like being very like controversial. But um, other than her piece being very controversial, it got a conversation going. So it, it set up a dialogue in the art world as to whether, you know, 
what's the difference between shock value and an art and like does it actually have a message or do you just want to get a rise out of people um so so yeah i i thought i thought her piece was wow that's all i gotta say (laughs) i don't know if anyone plans on uh you know eventually binging she's gotta have it i highly recommend you know it's it's a nice like cohesive two seasons and and you know what some some shows i feel are are better off just nipping it in the bud you know uh cough cough dexter cough cough weeds you know no shade those were two of my favorite shows growing up but but come on dude Again, only so much you can do. Like the the writers, the the creator of Breaking Bad was smart enough to just end it at five seasons. All right, cool. This 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 has to end sometime. Like we can't keep stringing along this this story of this high school chemistry teacher slanging meth and you know and having motherfuckers murked. I mean, there there has to be some some sort of consequence. Um, damn, and that reminds me, I still didn't see uh, what was it called, El Camino, which it was like a, a movie that carried on like from the epi- from the very last episode of Breaking Bad. But you know, just in short, you just you gotta know when to end it. You know, you don't have to keep stringing a story along because because you're going to lose fans. And that's that. <laughs> and that is that. I am so articulate. Um, but you know what, guys? I um, am running out of juice. I'm running out of momentum. And, and I feel like this is a pretty good time to end it here, y'all. So if you haven't already... Uh, please follow, subscribe. Our Instagram is problematically problematic. You know, it's still a work in progress, but just problematic was already taken. So, you know, whatevs, whatevs. I ain't mad. I ain't impressed. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, uh, Spotify. I mean, everywhere. You know in your room, in your basement, in, at your job, uh, in the trunk of your car, you know, we're everywhere, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna end it on a creepy note, guys, but, uh, stay weird, and you know what, stay gold. Cool.